0: My name is Janet Shreve, I'm the Director of Shreve Care Services and this is my podcast You Care, I Care, talking with people who have different experiences of the care sector. I'd like to welcome Emma Doni from Adorno Care, talking about how she has ended up working in care. Hopefully we'll be doing a few bits together in the not too distant future as well. Welcome Emma, off you
1: go. So a little bit about your background <laughs> first because I think this is really interesting. So where to start? So I went through university, I did all right at school, I actually went on to study environmental science and meteorology, then I became a weather forecaster. <laughs> so not your typical no. care manager to start with. I was really enjoying that, but I just found as I moved up through management, I wasn't adding the value I really wanted to Mm -hmm. the computer was doing more and more of the job then my husband came back from sea he was in the navy and I was looking at my poor grandmother she was actually diagnosed with Alzheimer's form of dementia how long ago was this 15 years ago now so I had my two daughters bless them and did a complete uh, career change and ended up starting my own business to tackle this problem that is the care sector Which is amazing. I mean, talk about completely different from where you've been over the last
0: few years. So when did you start doing the care side of things?
1: So we started in 2019. Yep. So pre-pandemic. I think we took our first client on in the August. Mm -hmm. We've helped over 120 people to date. And we're providing over 600 hours of companionship every month.
0: That's amazing. I mean, really, it's a very different service, isn't it? Because you're you're not CQC registered because you don't provide personal care. So... Tell us about some of the clients that you provide care for, what you do, what your carers do, should I say, because it's not you personally doing everybody's care.
1: We want everyone, whether they've had an injury, a diagnosis or they're living into their later years, to live their best life. Yeah. So we have clients um, that have dementia. We have people with memory loss. They might have Parkinson's, Mm -hmm. MS. And we have our slots in a minimum of two hours. Yeah. And it's to make sure that that person can access their community. They might need a little bit of home help. They might need housekeeping. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the the main theme is companionship and making sure that that person can... Get out of their house in a really supported way Mm. that they're confident Mm. about. Mm. So, for example, we match people based on interests, and our companions are very interesting people. They've often already had their career. Yeah. yeah. And and we also match based on uh, location. So, we have a client, he's really interested in going out on his adapted bike. He's in his late 50s, bless him. He has a diagnosis, and we've actually matched him with a chap in his. Uh, later years himself but he's still working really yeah and he's really into cycling which is probably why I'm so fit so oh, living in the same town yeah, but yeah yeah have loads in common and get on so well but this is such
0: an undervalued service because I've always felt for years that the one bit people don't get they might get the care they might get their personal care but they don't get the companionship and it's the bit that's that's really often forgotten isn't it
1: And when I did my career change, I actually did my level five um, QCF and health and social care. And I I was going to set up a a dom care agency. But having worked as a student, as a support worker with both children and adults, I saw how much better it could be done. Yeah. Um, I've worked with some very good organisations funded by the insurance industry. And the levels of practical support those people receive are just mm. yeah mm. absolutely brilliant so. and and i think it is the bit because I, I mean i can remember with
0: with my mother it was it was the companionship i mean she didn't need a lot of care but you know if if somebody was there she just used to love talking about what she did what she used to do and and if you've got somebody who's prepared to listen and show an interest as well it makes such a difference doesn't it to
1: to their daily lives it does and our companions they I don't give them enough credit they're just fantastic and they're such interesting people mm, mm. they would do anything to look after their their clients they're matched with
0: and have you found it difficult getting the right people to do that that no. sort of work because no. I know we've been talking about <laughs>
1: it which is is
0: really good to hear actually because it's very different from what we're hearing throughout the rest of of the care sector how yeah. people are struggling and a lot of
1: people don't believe me that we have really low staff turnover we never struggle to recruit because The jobs that we're asking our companions to do are so interesting. Mm. You know, can you take Mrs jones to a national trust property and just spend the day with her Mm. reminiscing about how she used to watch the birds with her grandchildren Mm. or Mm. you know how she used to come here as a child and Mm. it's just about taking the time with people absolutely um, yeah it's so valuable and also having somebody
0: who's actually interested in that person as well they've got the time yeah yeah yeah. so you've done really well then with the recruitment i mean you said the other day when we were talking about the fact that you managed to sort of you, you never have a problem getting the right people no. to do this job, which is is just extraordinary. But do you find as well that a lot of the carers are are of a certain age or is there is there, is there a variety?
1: Yeah, we do have a complete variety and obviously it depends on the interests of the client yeah. and their age themselves. Um, yeah, we never discriminate for age. We can't, but we do tend to find that the older... Um, companions do stick it out for longer, I think, because they've got more in common with those clients. Mm, mm. Um, for example, we had one lady, bless her. She was convinced that our companion was being taught by her how to knit, and because they both had knitting in common, they uh, knitted a whole blanket for her grandson really? over the summer. Yeah, but um, yeah, that match would never have lasted that long if they didn't have that, no. that knitting in common. No, 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 it was no. incredible. Meanwhile, her husband could go off and play golf.
0: Yeah, so. which is great exactly what they wanted so do you have an age limit with uh, your clients or are they from sort of 18 upwards the people that um, i mean the 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 clients themselves are they are they younger or is there is there a variety
1: a bit of a variety i'd say the minimum age of our clients at the minute is mid 40s we don't tend to offer practical support around um, challenging behaviour, perhaps. No. But I'd say, apart from that, we would support anyone with mm. any injury or diagnosis.
0: And you provide training as well.
1: Yeah, all of our staff are very highly trained. I mean, they've got so much life experience, they should be training me. Um, but yeah. yeah, they all go through a DBS check, yeah. we all do a right-to-work check, yeah. and yeah, their training is, is pretty succinct and very practical. But I do know that this is only one
0: part of your business, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. So... Talk to me about the day centres because this is a, is this a new part or you've just opened a new one? It's newer. Yeah. It's younger. Yeah. 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 So how's that started? What are you aiming to do? Tell me about how it's working.
1: So we started providing the companionship, like I said, in 2019. And then after lockdown three, we realised there was a real need for a community to be built around what we already had. On the day the lockdown three ended, we opened a activity club, our day centre, and we're in pop-up venues. So Mm -hmm. at the time, we were trying out three different venues. We're now down to two, which work really well for Transport Links. Effectively, it's about bringing people together to share new experiences, you know, reminisce about whatever their interests are. And then we have workshops based on... Uh, We had some ballroom dancers come in and people could get up and have a go. We've got a mobile petting zoo coming to visit. Today, 30 of them have gone off to Saul Junction. They're on the Willow Boat Trust's boat um, and they're having a a trip along the canal. Goodness me. So they get to drive the boat as well. Do they? So, yeah, anything to stimulate our clients, get their, you know, use all of their five senses and just get those neural connections going. Is it a variety of ages? Yeah, they tend to be older and they do tend to have dementia, although we have got two people with Parkinson's as well. So it tends to be people that are newly diagnosed with cognitive impairment we are providing complete respite and completely guilt-free respite to carers because everyone just has such a good time. Yeah, Because a lot of well. the day
0: centres closed, didn't they? I know it's a big area that, that people really struggle with because at one time, certainly when I was working in care a few years ago, a lot of the respite for the carers was provided for their clients to go and have a day centre, you know, maybe go two or three times a week to a day centre. And Then a lot of them have closed. But you've also opened another one, haven't you?
1: We have, yeah. <laughs> I think the long-term leases on a lot of the day centres got let go with yeah, during they COVID. Yeah, they did. Which is did. such a shame. So our pop-up sort of methodology seems to be more popular now. But yeah, we've just opened at Windmill Hill City Farm in Bedminster. Yeah. Um, so we started first Tuesday in October, proving to be very popular. And on the farm, people can, you know, do purposeful activity and it almost feels like they're volunteering themselves. Really? They can help with the animals. Yeah. They can help on the allotments. Uh, We're going to do some things, some joint activities with the nursery on site. And it's just right at the heart of the community. Because it's a really strange place, isn't it? In the middle of Bristol. Because I can remember going there with my
0: grandchildren thinking, I didn't know this existed. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. It is. So there's loads going on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they actually went on a a day trip yesterday to the M Shed too. Oh, did they? Yeah. We're getting them out and about. (laughs) I think that's so impressive because... I mean, do you book the, the outings or do people suggest them or Yeah, the what? supervisors at the day centre organise them all and then we make sure we've got all our checks and balances together, do yeah. a good old risk assessment and away we go. Yeah. So, so do they pay
0: extra for the outings or not?
1: Uh, It depends. Um, Yeah, it completely depends on the outing. So there might be a very small supplement. Yeah. Is any of this funded or do people have to pay for it themselves? A little bit, yeah. So people can use their direct payments right? um, and people can also use a tenant's allowance Mm -hmm. and it doesn't quite cover it. So yeah, more needs to be done to lobby for more funding. There's Mm -hmm. no two ways of looking Mm -hmm. at it. Mm -hmm. Um, This should be provided as a standard. I think the more you realise the importance of
0: these sort of outings and these activities for people going forward it's just, again, another area that's underlooked at and just isn't sort of thought about by people. But it does make such a difference to yeah, people's hugely. lives, doesn't it? And
1: one of our um, work support workers that's just started working at Bedminster, she's actually from Hong Kong, and she's an ex-social worker. She's worked as a social worker for 20 years. Mm-hmm. She says that in Hong Kong, one in ten people has dementia. So they obviously have so many more day centres, and the transport's yeah. provided by the local authority. They will go and get picked up. Five days a week, absolutely no questions asked, but it just seems such a far away reality in the UK. It's yeah, it's there's more to be done. So how on earth
0: do you manage to do all of this? Because you work three days a week and you've got two little girls. <laughs> How on earth do you manage it? Well, I don't work three days a week. I was trying to sort of be, be tactful there because yeah. every time we talked, like, I really only work three days a week, but I know jolly well you don't. Yeah, I've
1: got three days of childcare. So, um, yeah. yeah, lots of weekends, lots of doing it when the girls are asleep. Um, and just a really solid staff team. Like I've had phone calls all morning updating me, what's going on, saying, Emma, I know you're not here today, but can I just let you know this? Um, and they, they believe in what we're doing, you know, the purpose and the vision behind what Adorno is. We've all got a loved one that's had some sort of um, injury or diagnosis. So mm, mm. they really do all pull together. And there's just such a real team ethos, particularly at the Activity Club. Everyone's really well well mm. gelled. I mean, we, we met
0: completely by accident, didn't we? We did, yeah. <laughs> through, um, through someone at Care and Support West, who um, I'm a member of, and I think you have been as well. Yeah. And I've always felt that the companionship, the activity side of care is so undervalued, under- and underfunded. underfunded, Yeah. because if you think about it, all of the, the sort of things that you're talking about, it keeps people's minds active. So it's really good for mental health. They're also with people. So there's far less chance of accidents happening because you've got that support there as well
1: been proven to give people longevity the the whole social prescribing scene now they've finally come into fruition and they've put one in every single primary care network a collection of GP surgeries but um, yeah, Mr. Matt Hancock, years ago in his wisdom, wrote a white paper about how important it was to have these social prescribers. Mm. And here we are five years later, finally seeing them. But it's so important that people yeah. do receive the stimulation or they're going to deteriorate. And ultimately, Absolutely. they're going to need more costly and intensive services. So it's it's a win-win. You save the yeah. NHS money and people are just happier and healthier and they have better Absolutely. Yeah, mental health and I think
0: you know as I'm at the other end of the scale myself I find you know that it's it's the mental stimulation that you still need just because you reach a certain age doesn't mean to say you can't do things and yeah. in fact if anything you think well okay I've only got X number of years yet, I need to make the most of it and take the opportunities give this you know do that and I do feel that um, the more you give people this sort of choice to be able to do things like that the better it is yeah so where are you going to go with this next then emma come on oh (laughs)
1: my goodness (laughs) so ultimately i really like the ethos of being on a a community farm particularly a city farm Mm because the transport links are fantastic yeah and our biggest barrier is transport so if we could have a hub or a club uh, in every City of the UK, that would be absolutely fantastic. I think there's such a need for it. We want to help thousands more people providing companionship, uh, whether that's just the South West, the South or the whole of the UK. And there's just so much more to do to lobby government, to find the funding. Mm -hmm. You look at the number of day centre places that are provided by local authorities and I think 50% of those places are provided to under 65-year-olds. Well, that's not representative of our ageing population. So... There yeah. needs to be more done and I don't I think they have more. a voice to be able to fight for it. So we've got to fight for them.
0: I agree. And and what is, as I said at the very beginning, it really is very, very refreshing to find someone like yourself with this sort of ethos. Because it's it goes what two I've, ways. I know. <laughs> and I think when we met, it was sort of, wow, this is amazing. We're having a conversation about something that I've been passionate about for years. Yes, of course, there are people that require more complex care. We understand that. But it's it's so undervalued, the fact that somebody might want a couple of hours with somebody just talking about something or going, as you say, to a National Trust property or maybe going to the theatre or going to the cinema because there's a, there are films that still appeal. In fact, I think there's one coming out this week, um, which I mean probably by the time this podcast comes out it will probably be on on Sky or something, <laughs> um, which is the, the one with um, Michael Caine and uh, Glenda Jackson he plays, I believe, somebody escaping from a care home in 2014 to go oh, to one to of watch. the celebrations for um, the end of the war for, the, for um, I think it was for D-Day, I can't remember which one it was, but anyway, it's about something like that, so that sort of film would really have, have appealed to my mother, for argument's sake, yeah. and I think will probably appeal to a certain percentage of the people oh, that yeah. you... We have you, cinema days Yeah, at, there the, you go. at the
1: club, yeah, we've <laughs> shut all the curtains and it gets very dark in that hall.
0: <laughs> and it's interesting, actually, because I was talking to somebody only the other day who's doing a similar thing in henley's actually in bristol and and it's so nice to see these sort of things coming back because they do make such a difference to people's lives so what i would like to say emma is thank you very very much for coming in to talk to me today and i really appreciate it and um i shall look forward to following and hearing more about the progress as things go on and thank you again